Thank you, Prime Minister, for making the time. I just wanted to start with the quality of advice review, if I may. The government has committed to 14 of the 22 recommendations. Can you give us a sense of where this sits in your broader priorities? And do you agree with the review's conclusion that there's a social problem in the lack of access to advice, particularly for middle Australia, ordinary people? Uh, There is, and we supported... Uh, the 14 of the recommendations will be in legislation uh, that we'll introduce to the Parliament uh, next year. And what the intergovernmental report, uh, intergenerational report will show as well is that with the ageing of the population, uh, financial services will be even more important uh, in the future. So it's important that we get the system right. You'll side of politics when they were in government previously and then in opposition has had a lot to say about financial services policy. Are you nervous at all that there's some deregulation implicit in the review Uh, and do you believe that superannuation funds should play a special role in executing this? Well, super funds are absolutely critical. They're critical for people's retirement and one of the reasons why we are... uh, legislating for the purpose of super is to reinforce what it's for so people have dignity at the end of their lives but it's also an extraordinary national asset to have a pool of funds that's available uh, to invest in long-term infrastructure and and other uh, investments which will produce a good return uh, for uh, the members of those funds and uh, we need, I think, to uh, very much uh, cherish it. There's been a bit of a debate from time to time about uh, super being available to be uh, rated. That's borrowing from tomorrow uh, to not necessarily help today's issues. Uh, it is important uh, that we, uh, we emphasise what the purpose of superannuation is. Uh, both for individuals, but also, of course, it is a national asset. There's a global conversation about the role that asset owners, pension funds uh, should play in solving some of these big priorities, the energy transition, um, social housing, for example. Do you believe that freeing up some of that capital, deploying it to these problems, is consistent with the purpose? Oh, it's absolutely consistent. And when we look uh, here in Australia, um, I was the infrastructure minister and... Uh, Canadian funds uh, probably have a greater presence than some of the Australian funds uh, in our infrastructure, for example. Uh, So there's no reason why uh, the fit of what we need, which is capital being being, uh, um, allowed to play a role in those long-term investments, suits uh, retirement incomes by definition, uh, by providing that, that certainty going forward. In addition to that, uh, super funds are beginning to invest. There's some great examples in investing in affordable housing, in investing in a way that produces uh, that certain return. And just finally on The Voice, what would you say to any business owners or executives who either don't see its merits or perhaps are nervous that it's not their role to enter this debate or, or that it could be counterproductive? Well, the business community in Australia have a proud history of being concerned with social issues, including uh, the development of reconciliation action plans uh, in their own businesses in order to support 
their Indigenous employees and to support the role that companies can play. And I think it's very positive, uh, the leadership that the business community have shown uh, on these issues, on, on reaching out and making a difference. The referendum, uh, which will be held in uh, a, a short period of time, is about just three things. Recognising Indigenous Australians in our constitution, listening to them, giving them a voice in order to get better results. Good luck with that campaign. Thank you for your time. Thanks very much. Thank